It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to this week's episode of the Baseball Together Podcast, Baseball Family. This week we have trading cards and fake baseball. Right meow. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together Podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome to this week's episode of the Baseball Together Podcast, Baseball Family. I am Brad, and as always, I'm joined by our guy, Brig. How are you hey. this evening, Brig? Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. That's all. Very good. Excellent. Now, <laughs> well, spring training is in full swing, Brig, and I that pun was not intended there, by the by. It's pretty good. So... We have we have lots of fake baseball to talk about. We have trading cards to talk about because there's been free agent signings, tradings, and all kinds of action and things going on. But before we get to any of that, there is news. There is new news to get to this week. Things that you might not have heard and things that we kind of, I don't want to say glossed over last week because I don't know if we even glossed over things, but we just kind of didn't get to during our draft, yeah. which is fine. Right. It's fine. Because there's a show this week that we get to that stuff. So here we go. Let's start off. First, Chris Sale of the Boston Red Sox. He missed a season because of Tommy John. Turns out now he's coming back and has a stress fracture in his ribs. Don't forget that prior to that, he missed a season because he was terrible. Well, there's that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was missing. Didn't miss the season, but he was definitely missing. Yep. Um, It's not the old Chris Sale. No, and it's getting to be concerning with him because uh, a guy of his stature sustaining these injuries, they're just, it seems like they're just going to build up and continue to, to build up, and he's going to be a shell of himself. It's going to be a problem for Boston. Right, and a couple of years ago when he was on, he was unbeatable, literally undeniably one of the best pitchers out. And now, dude can't even make it to the mound, right? So... It's sad because during that same time when he was off, boy, he was the worst. Like, bad, bad. Yeah, it was know. straight up MIA. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was it was bad news bears. And uh, the Red Sox, we'll get to it a little bit later, a little bit more, but they've, they've loaded up. They're completely loaded up and ready to win to have Chris Dale missing time. And being a big, big fat question mark is trouble is going to be trouble for them definitely well and we have some more pitchers still in free agency that we'll talk about in a little bit as well so don't worry yeah and i know of another team that's looking for another pitcher so it'll be interesting to see where those guys end up um yep. but speaking of coming back the world baseball classic is coming back and we are pumped about this Ooh, we now, love we the world baseball classic we do so much. And I think I've talked about this before that I was so out on it originally because I feel like international sports kind of get watered down a little bit, especially yep. baseball. But man, it was exciting. It's exciting stuff. Exciting baseball. If you haven't ever watched it, get in on it next year when it comes around. Not a whole lot of details yet, uh, but no. we will definitely have them when they come. I'm assuming there's going to be a lot of games played in Miami because that's where they played a lot of them last time. 
Yeah. Um, I'm really, really crossing my fingers, but not too tight that they play some here in Phoenix. That'd be awesome. I'll, I'll be there. I don't care who's playing. I'll be there. Yeah, that would be super awesome. I might we, travel to the Miami. You should. Maybe, yeah. I'll, maybe I'll meet you there. I don't know. We'll see. Yes. Play That's by what ear. I was hoping you'd say. See how things go. <laughs> but, um, so there was some... Is it disturbing news break? Is it disturbing what came out? Yeah. This is today. It is. is today. And I'll tell you why in a minute. But yeah, go ahead. So a judge ruled that this letter talking about the Yankees and their sign stealing uh, needs to be opened. It's been sealed. Major League Baseball sealed it. And, and there's kind of been rumblings about it, especially from Astros fans over the last few years saying, well, Major League Baseball has that letter with the Yankees about how they were stealing signs, but they won't open, won't show anybody. They know, but they're not punishing anybody. But here it comes. It's going to be opened. I feel like it's a little bit like the Chamber of Secrets. Maybe. More I like Pandora's box. It could be. Yeah, you're probably right. Be- and here's why. Because why, other than for the pursuit of truth and knowledge, which I think is all the always worthy um like what this is going to do nothing but besmirch baseball as a whole like yes it's going to make the yankees look bad and that does hurt my feelings but overall it's going to make baseball look bad and that in first of all all of you about to accuse me of homerism let me just say that that preserving the yankees reputation or whatever in some way is not worth hiding the truth i don't believe in that at all i think that the truth is more important baseball is more important than the yankees as an organization by the way but this seems pointless because i mean outside of truth like and just being open and honest which i think is is worthwhile but like what what other good are we going to get out of it i don't know because there's all this like no consequence thing happening. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's the big you. thing is that like nobody <laughs> can or will get fired over it. Right. So right? it doesn't matter. Yeah. In that it really, regard, in, like it has no daily impact on anything. Yeah, all it's gonna do, like you said, is make baseball look bad because like cycling, everybody used to watch the Tour de France every year. And if you didn't watch it, you're really paying attention. And then totally. you find out Lance Armstrong was a big fat cheater, and now it's like Nobody cares because and his immediate name, five runners up or whatever. Yes, six. That's what I was gonna say. The biggest name and the next ten to fifteen guys behind him were also cheating. Right. So it's like nobody cares. Right? So well, how bad is it yeah. gonna be for baseball that it's like the winner and the next three teams behind them were all cheating? And when it comes down to it, like I've heard people say, like, well, it wasn't really cheating because they were just stealing signs. Like, well, okay, yeah, like, stealing signs is, like, as much a part of baseball as pine tar and sunflower seeds, right? Yeah, sure. But it's also, like, have some class when you do it, you know? I'm not really one for the unwritten rules, but at the same time, it's, like, these, A, were written rules, saying specifically you cannot do this. Incredibly clear, yes. And... And I don't know. I it's it's just it's going to be a really bad look for baseball, especially if the players start pointing fingers and be like, "Well, this team was doing it too. This team was doing it too." 
and it just becomes this widespread thing. And yes, baseball taking a lot of steps. And we're going to get to some here in a minute about things that teams are doing to prevent it and the league is doing to prevent it. We've actually seen on the college level to prevent it. But I don't know. A league that I, cheats is going to – that's what baseball is going to be known as, is the league that cheats. Yeah, it is. And that's and it already kind of is a little bit that way. I think because the failure to punish any of the players in 2017, right, that, that mm-hmm. was what did it. And now it's like, oh, well, we can't trust you, right? So – the 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 detail I'm looking for when this letter is opened is whether it was supported by technology, which I'm sure it will say. Uh, you right, know, that's, a, that's the key. That's the key, right? And I'm sure it's going to say that. Otherwise, why would it be protected at any level at all? But right. let's just be clear that that is the linchpin in the entire situation. Yeah. Um, as far as like the the legalities of or the rule breaking or whatever. So I don't know. And and I can't sit here and say that players who took performance enhancing drugs should not be allowed in the Hall of Fame, which I still firmly hold, and then turn around and say, yeah, but we shouldn't open that letter because it's just going to make baseball look bad. It's like, no, you can't have it both ways, Brig. And I got it. I know. <laughs> That's why I'm like, you know, if I had to choose one or the other, like open the letter, like we'll, we'll weather this storm. Just don't put those guys in the Hall of Fame, <laughs> right? Well, and that's one of the things too is that it's like it's like what are people going to hate the Yankees more, right? The and Yankees I'm not going to. I'm every not going to love them any less. Be, yeah, exactly. Every Yankees fan is going to be is going to feel like even more of a martyr. Like, oh my team, my team. <laughs> wait a minute! How wait dare a minute, you? The winningest on. team in Major League Baseball history. <laughs> oh, in history, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right about that. So that was a great I don't feel like caveat. anything's really going to change other than outside perspective. That's it, and it was just, just going to harm new fans coming in, and some of them who are on the fringe who've been in a while and are they're already looking for excuses to forsake Major League Baseball. This is going to help them, and that's it. And you know what? That's okay because it'll still survive. Everybody goes through ups and downs. Every organization, every entity, every sport, everybody. So it's just going to be okay. Look, I'll tell um, you what, man. Yeah. I a few years ago when the NFL was dealing with all that concussion stuff. Yeah. I, I gave that league fifteen years. Yeah. And now it's a freight train with an endless track. I feel like baseball can still can still come back. Oh yeah. Despite everything. That it, it can still come back and be one of the top two sports. You know, the NBA has its issues. Um soccer's I always talk about it all the time, like soccer's thriving, but yeah. It, I don't know that it'll ever reach the level of baseball and and even hockey, you know. Yeah. But but no, I feel like baseball can still come back to be a top two sport in America. So we've got to get rid of toxic leadership first, yeah. and that means club level. That yeah, and blackouts. Yeah, on her hundred percent. We have to make the game more accessible to as many people as possible. And we have to make sure that it's unified in its presentation from start to finish, top to bottom. That means competitive imbalance has to be taken care of. That means that any opportunities to cheat are met with harsh punishment. Um, We just need to preserve the game. And that is a leadership decision. And it's going to trickle down. And right now, that's not what's happening. So uh, we just call it what it is. 
it, baseball needs to change some things and it's working on those changes, but mm-hmm. some of the core things aren't happening. Like we can't have Rob Manfred as the guy in charge anymore. Well, right. Can't. So, so this is not on the lineup here, Brig, but I'm going to go a little, little bit off here. Speaking of Rob Manfred though, that he said specifically that he needs to work on his relationship with the players. And I skimmed through an article today that said that players are like, sorry, buddy, the damage is done. Yeah, it's over. Like it's, there's no repairing it because he was such a uh, such a scumbag during the lockout. And I don't blame him. I'd be the same way. Like there there are certain bosses where something happens and you're like, "No. No, that's it." Yeah. Yeah, so. it's over. It's over forever. Yeah, it is. And I think that the the owners need to see that. They need and I say this all the time too. The ML, MLB needs to take a page out of the NBA's book as far as commissioner player relations goes. Yeah, because Adam Silver's got it figured out, and things yeah. are pretty smooth in the NBA as far as that goes. They are. So yeah, they really I don't. Are. I don't know if it's like Rob Manfred needs to throw a barbecue or something, or <laughs> what. Like have the guys, <laughs> no. everybody it's, over for a barbecue, or just resign or get fired. He's get out. Getting fired is going to be the answer. That's but. the key. He needs to. He needs to leave Major League Baseball. We need. And and I think it'll be like changing managers. It's going to be just like changing managers, where you're they're going to do one of two things. You're either going to bring in somebody who's a who's a like the perfect candidate, where mm-hmm. everybody had all high hopes and it works out and whatever, right? Or we need a short term interim solution that will help us bridge the gap from damage control about Rob Manfred and re and taking that one or two or three years or whatever to redefine what right looks like and restructure our ideal so that we can then execute that ideal with the right candidate. So I don't know which direction it's going to go. Maybe there are already rumblings among the owners. I don't know. All I'm saying is I think it'll be, it needs to happen soon. Real soon. Yeah. It really does need to happen soon for sure. Anyway, we beat that all the time. We do, yeah. So this year, with the new CBA, there are some potential rules coming back. Um, One of the there there were flares shot in the air and confetti thrown when we when we found out that there would be no more seven inning doubleheaders and no more ghost runners during extra innings. Well, (laughs) hold off on that confetti gun there for just a little bit because we might be getting ghost runners back in the extra innings. Um, Start picking up the confetti. Yeah. Get your desk pans out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, and this is the thing: is it's the players initiating this, saying, "You know what? We don't like right. extra innings so much. We don't like yeah. 17, 18 innings." I don't blame them. Um, mm-hmm. I think I've told this story before. I was uh, I was covering our our college baseball team, Brig, and one of the guys yeah. came in who had pitched for the team before, and we got to like 13 inning. He's like, "Man, if I was pitching this game, it'd be over." Like, what do you mean? Like, because you get into the 11th, 12th inning, I'm going to groove one for you so this game can end because I am not sticking around. I'm sorry. We'll come back and we'll That's play tomorrow and we'll sort it out then. Yeah. So, and, you know, these guys are all hyper competitive. And I don't feel like when you get to the pro level, you're willing to do that. But at the same time, you're like, let's do something to figure this out because it's a long time. Yeah. Yeah, it's super so, long. And I don't blame the players for feeling that way. I just think a runner on second during extras is like, I just think it's the wrong answer. That's all. I do too, because it's a little league rule and it needs to yeah. stay in little league. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've, we've seen the, 
um, the home run derby solution because that's what they're going to be doing in the All-Star game this year probably. Probably. Because the extras go into a home run derby, which would be fantastic. Um, I've seen I've seen legitimate sudden death, which would be so exciting. So exciting. Oh, man. Point, offense, defense, and you get one shot. Yeah. That would be awesome. That would Pick your be player. Awesome. Kind of yep. like a shootout or a, uh, what, what are they calling it in, in hockey? Yeah, shootout. Yeah. Shootout. Yeah, thanks. I was like, I yeah. am what am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, like that would be really cool. But I, I think yeah. you have to play two or three extras before you get to that point. So yeah, give me two, give me two or three extras. That's how I feel. Uh, we've talked about that before. Yep, yeah, I are. agree. Yeah. So let um, me switch gears on us. Pitchers and catchers have have decided to, uh, or have been testing new audio equipment for preventing sign stealing with the added benefit of speeding up the game, speaking of speeding up the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, what they're doing is the catcher will have a device transmitting audio tones to a speaker or a bone conduction. I don't remember, or I, I didn't get into the details of exactly how the technology specifically works, but it's a way to conduct an audio tone from the hat of the pitcher on the mound to his ear so that what he can do is gain... Uh, so the catcher can communicate, okay, I want this pitch and I want it in this location. And they can be doing that while the ball is running around the field and a play's being wrapped up or whatever. And that is intending to, like the intent is to not only cut down on sign stealing or eliminate it completely, but like I said, that should speed up the game. That's mm-hmm. that's super exciting. And I like, this is a cool use of technology. This it makes is. sense to me. It is, and if you've watched any college baseball this year, you you probably noticed that they're doing this there because you'll see guys with like these big fat belt, what looks like big fat plastic belt buckles, and actually what it is is it's a play card, and the catch, I think actually every player has it, where um, they have, it, it's a card for every pitcher, they can, they know the pitch, the location, everything, and then I've noticed catchers have earpieces, and some of the pitchers do too. Sometimes the pitchers will look down at their arm, and I I don't know if there's like some kind of electronic thing on their arm or whatever on like an armband, but they yeah. all have them, and it's it's really interesting because I mean obviously like we like we talked about it, it's preventing sign stealing and starting at that level. If these guys come into the minors and they're like, well, we don't have electronic signs. Yeah, that's a good you know? point. Yeah, I didn't think about it that way. So I, I think it's smart of those guys to start doing it there and then moving on up the ranks with it because uh, it, it will speed up the game for sure. Yeah. It definitely will. And we won't have this whole thing with the Yankees going on either or the Astros and that's whoever Sox else or whatever. Is doing it. Yeah. Right. Awesome. But speaking of experiments, we love the Petri dish of the Atlantic League. Who love don't? it. It's so fun. Um, so this year they're going to be testing a couple of new things um, with – the advent of the universal dh there's been a lot of talk about how that takes away a lot of strategy one of the suggestions is what's called the double hook basically your dh is tied to your starting pitcher once you pull that starting pitcher you lose the dh and your relievers have to hit or you put in pinch hitters i like the idea a lot as much as i love the dh this is a great idea and they're experimenting with it in the atlantic league this season and then the other Oh my gosh, Brig! I am so wild and crazy <laughs> please, about this idea. Please so explain much. it because it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. So it's called the dropped pitch rule. 
Now, what this is, we've talked about this before, actually a couple of years ago, we weren't real sure about it when we talked about it, but I think we understand what's going on here. So basically it's the drop third strike rule, but it's on every stinking pitch. And it, and you said it doesn't matter if there's somebody on first base, right? That's exactly right. Yeah. A runner yeah. can be occupying first base for all of this to still apply. So it's an 0-1 count and got a runners <laughs> got runners on first and second. You got the ball goes to the backstop on a wild pitch. Everybody's moving up, including the batter. The batter's heading the first base. I yeah. think it's awesome. Yeah. Because this is the thing is that everybody's a lot of the complaints that I hear with robo umpires is well, it takes away the catcher's framing. I guarantee you a lot of catchers don't really care too much. Like, yeah, it's like it's, it's a point thing they got to do. <laughs> right. I honestly, I would rather try to block the ball with nobody on base than try to focus on framing pitches because I had more fun blocking pitches, even with nobody on base than I did trying to snap my wrist and, and uh, and frame pitches because so it so often it doesn't work you're not going to get the call anyway that it's like what's the point but man make the catcher work in this area instead and you got yourself a ball game think it like it's well, moving all the time all the time and that's the thing is there's going to be really very little downtime on the field the other thing too is they're hoping to make sure that pitchers are far more precise so that mm-hmm. there's less there's fewer wild pitches there's less of a chance that guys get hit. All kinds of things benefit from this opportunity because if a guy ducks under a pitch, so the rule stipulates that the guy, the ball has to pass the the catcher has to miss it midair. So it can't right. have hit the you can't bounce one in the dirt and then and you know goes to the backstop. Well, I don't think you would anyway. I don't think you would anyway. Well, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, if it was weird think and about this though, like you, you talked about like, ball or something. If you've got a batter up there and you throw behind him to send a message, like that right. goes away. That goes away because <laughs> yeah. he's on first base anyway. Dude stole first base because <laughs> you had a bone to pick. Yeah. So No, it's awesome. I think it's great. I think it's an awesome rule. I would love to see it come to Major League Baseball. And, uh, I mean, people are tired of the strikeout home run thing. This would get rid of it tomorrow. This, this <laughs> Well, or – or we would get nothing but strikeouts and home runs, right? Because guys would end up tightening things up so much. But then this one opportunity, think about it. Okay, I was imagining it. What if you're sitting there and a ball goes behind the guy or it's wild? It just gets away from the pitcher a little bit, right? Just enough. And Uh the batter stands there and watches it. Because that's what they do now. They stand there and they watch it go back and then they kind of rest the bat on their shoulder and they kick their spikes a little bit and they fiddle with their, they pull a Garcia Parra with their gloves and they, you know, and they're just a bunch of scratching and spitting and that's it. But can you imagine the uproar from the fan base if they did that and this rule is in place? They'd be like, what are you doing? There's so much (laughs) screaming. And everybody, <laughs> the dugout screaming and everything, and like everybody. it's made people on the defensive side. Everybody's like, everybody's like, first base, first. Like it would be <laughs> absolutely insane just on a wild insane. pitch with nobody on base. Insane. It takes everything and takes it and it dials it right up. I think it's great. If it came to Major League Baseball, I would be very happy. I would be too. It would be absolutely outstanding. I think it would be fun. 
I love the double hook with the DH. I think that's that's an awesome rule. It adds so much, so many layers of strategy. So that's right. I, I would. I'm curious to see how those go in the uh, in the Atlantic League. But let's take a quick break before we do. Uh, we have a couple shout-outs we need to give. We've been talking about Patreon, how it is the newest and easiest way for you to support the podcast. We have a couple new patrons we want to give a shout-out to. Jason D'Agostino, our close friend of the show, and also mm-hmm. Alexander Trout, who's been with us since pretty much day one, right? Day one, Alexander Trout's been with us. He's yes, so an OG baseball family member, for sure. He is, <laughs> for sure. Thank you for <laughs> joining uh, the Patreon and supporting the podcast. You too can join, uh, be one of our rooters. Uh, head over to patreon.com and search for baseball together, or you can hit the link down in the description of every podcast episode on whatever podcast platform you listen on or on YouTube and head over there. We have five, 10, $15 per month available there on, on Patreon with different fun perks just for you. Uh, let's take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to talk about baseball trading cards in real life. No matter which ballpark you're at, you want to rep your team. Now you can with 9 Plus Us. Welcome to the Big City Series. With every design available in your team's colors, you can fit in with the home crowd or stand out on the road. Either way, we have the colors you crave. Shop the Big City Series and find designs that rep your favorite baseball podcast, cheer from the cheap seats, and much more. Shop the Big City Series only at 9plusus.com. The Nonther Sports Podcast is the home of sports talk for everyone. Every other week, you can catch David and Jason as they talk about all things sports, from current events to classic moments and everything in between. You can find the Nonther Sports Podcast on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, and more. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Baseball family, we're back, and we are getting into free agent frenzy. This is this is where we get to watch people trade baseball cards in real life, in the yeah. Earl, in the IRL. <laughs> it's cray cray town. It's totes, magotes, nutsos. I just made all that up. This is so much fun, though, because some of our favorite players no longer play for some of our favorite teams, and some of our least favorite players, this is a tease, no longer play for our favorite teams. That's very exciting. <laughs> You're right. It is. So, very good. So, how do you feel about overall, Brad? How do you feel about all of the what has happened with the free agents since the lockout ended? It was a little slow to be the, like there at the beginning. And it was a little disappointing. Like, well, shoot, like, the way that it was before the lockout. And, you know, I wasn't expecting it to be exactly the same. I wasn't expecting it to be like everybody within three days getting on a team, you know, because they were up against the deadline. They're up yep. against a hard deadline for the guys who wanted to get their deals done. Yeah. And and these guys, I feel like it was one of those things where they're <laughs> basically like, the longer I hold out, the less time I have to spend at spring training. I've been training this whole time. I'm yeah. good to go. <laughs> right. Well, give me a week of games and I'll be fine. So. Which I think is mostly true. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be 100% true for everybody, but I think largely no. that's the case. Yeah, because, you know, I mean, we, we talked about how Brian Snicker doesn't even like spring training. Exactly. 
I, I'm sure that there are players who feel the same way. For sure. How could there not be? I'll tell you, when when all this set off, I was like, okay, okay, mm-hmm. no, but oh, so you still don't care. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. you you just, what, did you enjoy not having to do your job ever? Ownership and, and teams and, like, what? And that really bummed me out, honestly. Like, talk yeah. about, like, a meta sort of response to this was, oh, okay, so you still don't care. Right, and that that really bugged me. The one so thing, I, the one thing that really surprised me is that I I was expecting there to be deals like the day of, because yeah. I was like, yeah, there's still there's still backdoor conversations, absolutely. Totally. But as it turns out, there weren't. I guess everybody was following the rules, or or they, they were saving face. Yeah, they could have been. Yeah. And some of those names that you'd expected to go before the lockout didn't, like Correa, and that's to me. Was well, I think I think Correa had a plan the whole time. Like, let's talk about him real quick because okay. during the lockout, he fired his agent and hired Scotty B. But he is yeah. now represented by Scott Boris, and that is honestly, I think I think a really big deal because he got him. I feel like exactly what he wanted. Yeah. I think what when it came down to it, the market for Correa was not nearly what he wanted it to be. He went to Minnesota of all places. Got $105.3 million over three years with two player options. Right. They so basically has three one year deals with yep. the Twins. And I think what it is is Boris is like, hey, you're not, you, you had a couple of years of injuries. Yep. Teams are not as hot on you as they should be. Let's have a prove it year this year. But nobody's yep. going to want to sign you to a one year deal. So have a prove it year. You have another year of injury, you're good to go for 2023. Have a prove it year that year. And whenever he's ready to go, he can. He can go sign that big deal because he's only 27. Right. He's 30 exactly right. Yeah. So they knew what they were doing for sure. Minnesota is nothing more than a tryout for him for the rest of the league, just like this last year was. For the rest of his career. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. So I think that's, that's why he did before. I think that's good. I like that. That's That's really cool. Okay, so let's get into a couple other big names uh, and some of the teams associated with the associated goings-on. Let's start with Trevor Story. He ended up in Boston, of all places. I'm terribly worried about this, but I know he doesn't have as much range as he used to, so they're going to move him to second base. Well, and I think part of that, too, is that they're all full up at shortstop at third base. Show enough they are. Never. Yeah, over there. What are you gonna do? You can't move Cabbage Patch out. No way. Yeah, you're not gonna do that. And initially, I think that Story was saying he wasn't going to switch positions, but I think it's one of those things where it's like, well, how much are you willing to pay me? You know, like my dad used to say, some guy. I guess some guy walked into the garage one day. He's like, hey, you having a garage sale? Like, well, how much you want to pay for anything? (laughs) Golf sale depends on how much you want to pay for me. That's right. I I like the price for Story. Yeah, I think that it worked out nice for the Red Sox and it worked out nice for Trevor. I'm I'm actually really excited about it. I think the Red Sox are going to get the better deal out of this than Trevor is, but I think that if he can settle in and prove himself, he's going to have a really good opportunity in Boston. And I think the fan base will really warmly accept him um, mm-hmm. if he does well. If he does not do well with the position change, I think they're going to eat him alive. Right. Yeah. It could be it could be a really hard time for him. Um, yep. I don't know. The Red Sox are scary on paper, though. 
That's no. what worries me is that I've been saying Mariners 2023 in the World Series, but this has me really questioning that. No, don't. <laughs> <laughs> he said impotently. Okay, let's move on. Other notables, Boston picked up James Paxton. They re-signed Jackie Bat Bradley Jr., and Rich Hill is on his way to Boston as well. I so thought I, those were I think interesting. They traded for Jackie Bradley Jr. They traded and brought him back. But, right. But uh, he came back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, he's he's back. I think yeah. that's the biggest deal for them. James Paxton has been injury prone the last couple of years. He's coming off Tommy John. Yeah. Um he might be a good fifth starter for them. Might be a bullpen arm. I don't know how they're going to use him. Bullpen arm. Watch. Most, most likely. Especially as the season progresses, he'll spend more time in the bullpen. I think if they make it into October, he's not going to be a starter by then. Oh, certainly not. No. No. And Rich Hill, um, he's a good piece. He's a good piece for them. Yeah. He's, but, no, I, portfolio I think work. Definitely, I think Boston definitely got better, though. They did. So. One hundred. Okay, let's move down south just a little bit to the Junkies, New York Yankees. They signed, they re-signed Anthony Rizzo, and uh, brought in Josh Donaldson. So first of all, let's talk about first base. Okay, Rizzo's in again. That means Luke Voigt is needing to be out. Was needing to be out. He's out now. But there was some issues at spring training, apparently where Voight was pouting and maybe being a little bit of a poo-poo face and uh, to some of the prospects, Rizzo called him out. And uh, yeah, and we always say that as the X-Factor Clubhouse guy, Rizzo always brings that to the table. So, and then within about, I don't know, three minutes, Luke Voigt was gone. <laughs> gone <laughs> it's like off to San Diego, not just like, across the division, across the country, and into a different league. Yeah, like, go play DH somewhere else, homie. Yeah, exactly. They didn't want any of that noise. Um, No. And then the Yankees trade for Josh Donaldson and send Gary Sanchez? Yes! (laughs) (laughs) That's a good deal. That's a really good deal. Um, Josh Donaldson is not what he was, but man, he's still it's still a great bat to have in the lineup. And he crushed a ball the other day in his first spring training at bat. Just absolutely. It's a great bat to have. He's another X-Factor clubhouse guy. He's going to bring leadership. He's going to bring maturity. He's going to ground this ball club. And I think working with Anthony Rizzo and some of these other guys that are just, that are really experienced at this point are going to be great for this younger club. Yep. Yeah, and you know that's <laughs> we gave Brig a hard time last week during the draft. But honestly, like, I mean, Brian Cashman says that this is a good team, and I'm not. I'm inclined to agree with him. They got better by getting rid of Gary Sanchez and bringing in Josh Donaldson. Yep, and I've always oh. been a Luke Voigt fan. Always have been. I think he's great. But I and I wish him the best in Slam Diego. I really do. But it's going to be good to have. He's inflammatory. He just is. And so I wonder mm-hmm. if that's not a clubhouse cohesion thing and obviously we saw that it was so well and there were there were issues last year when Rizzo got brought in yep you know he was he was vocal saying if I'm not going to play first base here send me somewhere else to play first base okay and so they did (laughs) done 
Good for him. Was, he's, he's expected to DH and play first base in San Diego. I was shocked that Anthony Rizzo stuck around in New York, though, just because I thought he was absolutely miserable last year. He looked like it. He sure looked like he was not having fun. And he seems to me like a guy who has to have fun regardless of where he plays. Yep. And he could have ended up back in Chicago, but he didn't. And I'm shocked. Yes. It, that's So that's the crazy thing is that – so we were talking to Denise about this, the host of our North Chicago Baseball Together podcast, and it sounded like uh, Hoyer offered – like Rizzo, Bryant, and Baez offered all those guys more money than they got. Yep. So I I wonder if there is an issue in the front office there. Because I know in Seattle, not all the players are super high on Jerry DePoto. And I think he knows that. I, I think he understands, you know, it, it's the front office and players think. He was a player, he understands it. But sure. I don't know if Jed Hoyer gets it. And Maybe. that could be an issue. Yeah. So... Yeah, I think I that's know. a good point. Uh, and Denise Denise is always great. If you're interested in Chicago and the Chicago uh, baseball scene, you got to listen to Denise talk about it. She's spot on. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, okay. So, Luke Voigt, we got through that. Michael Pineda, let me just stay here for a minute. <laughs> a name I'm sure you did not expect to hear ever again. Uh, he's going to play in Detroit maybe for a year, maybe where he may or may not be surrounded by Vaseline. We don't know. <laughs> going to be interesting. Vaseline, pine tar, spider tech, you name it. He's probably got it somewhere <laughs> on his person as he's making five and a half million dollars. <laughs> oh, that's just funny. Okay. Let's move on. Jock Peterson goes to San Francisco on a one year, $6 million deal. You think what do you think of this? Huh? You think he'll still wear the pearl? Well, I don't know. You don't mess I with doubt the streak. It. I, I would it. if I were him. That would be like my new thing. Well, I would too, in but fact, I don't know if he would. In fact, you know what, Brig? That's caught on. The pearls have caught on. Uh, yeah. we, I was at Top Golf last week with work for a work thing, and yeah. there were in the next like in the next bay over, there were these kids who uh, were on a baseball team. And two of them were wearing pearls. Really? True story. Yeah. Whoa, that's okay. Yeah, that so then if that's the case, then you have to keep going. He has to. It's become his thing. Huh. I did so, not know that. The kids were wearing pearls. I knew I mean, obviously here pearls. they were, but Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I thought it was pretty funny seeing those. And they were like 15, 14, 15 yeah. wearing pearls. But I love it. No, I think that anyway, I think that's a good pickup for the Giants. Yeah. And a one-year deal, no pressure. For $6 million, it's not a big deal. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we expected them to to step back this year because they lost some guys, but I think that they've kind of made made the moves that they need because they got, they got Rodone as well. That's right. And I, th- I think we expected them to take a step back because of Buster Posey, but now we're like, ah, maybe we don't have to, you know? Yeah, and they lost Chris Bryant, too. They sure so. did. Chris Bryant went to... Colorado, Chris Bryant's going to Denver. So, okay, seven years, hundred eighty-two million dollars to play left field and hit home runs. Like that's what this deal is. Now, all he's supposed think about to do. This, think about this though. This is the the way I see this is that the Rockies are making an investment. That's all this is. He is going to put some butts in seats. Oh, yeah. they're going to want to come in and see a World Series champion, All Star. They're going to get yeah. it. 
However, in right. three years when he says, I'm really sick and tired of not winning, they're like, okay, we'll trade you for a Hall of Prospects. That's true. That's what's going to happen. That's, I'll bet you right. Shot. Call him a shot right Woo! here. Right. Okay. Brad's got it. So, yeah, seven years, $182 million. That's uh, the crowning jewel right now of the lineup in, in Denver's last eight seasons. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. But that's that's kind of how it feels. I mean, it's crazy, though, because they signed Nolan Arenado to that deal, and then we're like, oh, shoot, buyers remorse, trade him. Sorry, off man. To, off to St. Louis. And then they and then they tell Trevor's story, we're not going to extend you, but we'll trade you. And then they don't, and he rightfully pouts the rest of the season. Right. So I don't know what was said in the meeting with Chris Bryant other than we're going to pay you a whole bunch of money to come play for us. Yep. Gar- a bunch please, of guaranteed money. At that. Please come and hit home runs in the easiest place ever to do hit home runs. And we're going to make it as easy on you as possible. And anyway, especially yeah. For, it's, especially for a right-handed batter. Yeah. So I'm excited right. to see that. Um, yeah. Frederick. Let's talk about Frederick for a minute. Frederick Freeman is now in in LA. LA. <laughs> <laughs> like they needed another thing. Like they I need know. it's like this is like the kid whose parents buys him everything and they're available and he's emotionally well balanced and he drives a Lexus bicycle or whatever. It's <laughs> like why? Why do if I was Freddie and I wanted to win baseball games, I would go to LA. That's exactly what Absolutely. I would do. Yes, yes, for sure. He signed a deal, six years, 162 million. Uh the Braves were not going to give him a sixth year. They wanted to give him five years. And I think that was the deal breaker there, the deal maker with the Dodgers. Um yep. and it seemed like nobody else was willing to give him a sixth year either. So yep. and this is a little out of character for the Dodgers, I feel like, because they have not been willing to give these quote-unquote long-term deals to their players because right. they don't want to be tied up to somebody after when they're past their prime. Well, yeah. apparently, Mr. Frederick Freeman is the guy for them, and that could be the scariest lineup we've seen in baseball. I heard I heard somebody this week comparing them to the Big Red Machine. Oh, seriously? That was the last time we saw a lineup this potent, and that includes the late 90s Yankees. Right. That's a pretty big deal. Does that go up against Murderer's Row? Now, ooh, it is baseball analysis time at this house. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to get my geek on so hard. It's going to be so great. (laughs) Stay tuned for next week when Brig goes crazy telling you all the things. (laughs) It could, though. It could, though, right? It could. It really could. Like, especially with... So think about this: is that was an offensive power in a in an age when there were no offensive powers. That's right. And this is an offensive juggernaut in an age among offensive powers. Yeah. So who wins the home run derby? I'm going to put my money on the Dodgers. You mean the season long one, like the real one? <laughs> well, I mean, you you put them on the field together. You have. You yeah. have the Dodgers lineup against the Yankees lineup in the home run yeah. derby. I would take the Dodgers. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And maybe even. Oh, I don't with... know. I don't know. Did you hear KB went to Denver? 
That's one guy. You don't know what he's capable of. He never played in Denver, okay? <laughs> no, that's a scary lineup, though. That's a really scary lineup for the National League West. Like, I... San Diego, though, when when San Diego plays L.A., that's must-see TV. Oh, yeah. Tune in your oh, MLB man. TV to those games. There's going to be a lot of them. Yep. I agree. Um, Love it. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be so mm-hmm. good. Okay. Uh, Soler, Jorge Soler goes to Miami, $36 million for three years. That's a good pickup for Miami, but to that's do great what pickup. with? Yeah, I don't know. No. So we'll see. Yeah. It's going to be That's interesting because what's going on in Miami, nobody knows. Except for the World Baseball Classic in 2023, <laughs> we think. Matt Olson got traded to Atlanta. There's an extension signed, $168 million. Eight whopping years on top of that contract. Hori Mori. <laughs> That's that an outstanding one- pickup. That's when we knew Frederick was leaving. <laughs> yes. When the Braves had officially given up on Freddie Freeman, they traded for Matt Olson. And this, this is a better deal for the Braves. This is a little more team-friendly compared to what he was asking for. Totally. Uh, annual average value, it's lower. And he's younger. Yep. Um, I, don't, I like Matt Olson a lot. I'm really, really, really happy he's out of the AL West because the dude matches. <laughs> He's not a defensive liability at all. At all. No, he's great. He's great at first base. So that'll be great. We did did a comparison a few weeks ago where he actually had a better year this last year than Freddie Freeman did. That's right. So uh, Kenley Jansen also got picked up in Atlanta. And there's an interesting story behind this it's a $16 million one year deal. Now he's 36 years old. And he's from Curacao. Here's the cool thing. And he's got a heart condition, right? So 36, heart condition, but he's from Curacao. And guess which team he grew up rooting for? Probably the Braves. The Braves. Yeah. That's cool. So that he said that it was his decision. He got a text message from Dave Roberts. And Dave said, are you coming back? And uh, essentially he said, no, I'm going to go with Atlanta. So. It was a lot of his decision. I don't think I think he would have stayed in what I read was he would have stayed in LA had they given him the uh, the deal he wanted. He, I, I don't think they were able to agree to quite the terms that everybody needed for mm-hmm. for what will likely be his last year in baseball. Um so he he's oh. actually he's 34. Oh, I thought he so, was 36. No, he's 34. So he could have a couple more years. I don't know yeah. that he necessarily will, though, because that heart, I feel like that heart condition has really taken a toll on him the last few years. He's blown a lot I of things. So. kind of an issue there in L.A. And so yep. I'm not surprised they didn't bring him back on the kind of money that he wanted, especially a $16 million deal. Yep. Um, but I think it, obviously it depends on the kind of year he has. If he goes to Atlanta and he lights out, he's a, he's a great setup man or he's a great closer for them, I'm sure they'll bring him back for one more year on a team-friendly deal and he'll take it. Yep, for sure. But that's it, though. That's probably an, as much as we'll see out of him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yep. I feel like, yeah, I don't know. It's just cool that he gets to play for his the team he grew up rooting for, and I think yeah, he's excited really about cool. that. Yeah. So in Philadelphia, moving back up north, Nick Casellanos gets signed to Philadelphia. $100 million, five-year deal, and they also picked up the Schwarbs. 
Kyle Schwarber is going to be playing in Philly now. <laughs> so I I love Nick Castellanos to Philly. By the way, like that's an outstanding deal. That's a team friendly deal. Twenty sure. million a year for him. Um, but I saw somebody the other day said that uh, Dave Dombrowski got confused when he heard that there was a universal universal DH. That uh, it's just one player as the DH in the lineup, not a whole lineup of DHs. But they've got to make up for deficiencies in the bullpen, so I get it. You've got to score a bunch of runs throughout the game, so your bullpen can't blow it. Right? Yeah, that's 100% accurate. If you've and got nine is... guys who can hit, six of them are going to hit every night, or 100%. at least three. So uh, Three at least. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, it's it's fun. It'll be fun to watch Philly this year, and I think that, like you said, they're just going to be run producers. Yeah, they, if they all they're going to be, they'll just rake. They're going to be in shootouts every single night. Yeah. Um. Yeah, those guys are going to have to just, <laughs> and I think they're going. To, that's a great. It's going to be so fun. It'll be a blast. It'll just be, it'll just be like carpet bombing out there every time <laughs> Philadelphia is in town. Just like go to the bomb shelter. Um. So let's talk about the Cubs for a minute. The Cubs picked up everybody else, first of all. It was this laundry list of players that were good, that were that have been really good in the past and were really decent like a couple of years ago. Brad, you made that comment earlier. I yeah, they it. definitely peaked three years ago, every single <laughs> one of those guys. Like, like uh, my favorite pickup of theirs is, is uh, Dave Robertson. David Robertson's a national treasure. For those of you who are new to the show, it's an entirely uh, true statement I just made. But they they got Marcus Stroman um, and Sia Suzuki. Those are the two big kind of impact signings for them. Brad, tell us about Suzuki, why you're excited about him, and uh, a little bit of detail because I think so, we need to know who he is. So he, he is a really big deal. He's awesome. Uh, the Mariners were in the running. They were one of the last four teams that he was considering. Um, and honestly, a lot of people have said that he's going to be better than Ichiro because he's willing to hit for power. That he can hit for average, but he is also willing to hit those home runs that are a major part of the game right now. Yeah. Um, and from what I think it's Denise who told us that he talked to you, Darvish. Yeah, before. he did. Because he's like, where would be a good landing spot? And he said that Chicago would be a good place to go. I think the fans are going to love him there. He's obviously got a sense of humor. He picked number 27. Somebody asked him in the in his press conference why. And he said, without his translator, without his without his interpreter, <laughs> he, uh, he took the mic and he said, Mike Trout, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cool to it be is. the first generation of guys who grew up watching Mike Trout come into the league. That's it's it's fun to watch that stuff. And um, the Cubs, if even if they stink this year because everybody's past their prime, they're going to have a lot of fun watching Suzuki. I agree with you. He's from Japan, for those of you guys that don't know. He plays outfield, third base, and shortstop, depending on which channel you're watching and an which athlete. language you speak. Yeah, he's an athlete. The dude is, uh, he started his professional career at 18 years old, which happens more often uh, in Japan than it does here, first of all. And he is very young. He's This will be his age 26 slash 27 season. So, so he's about uh, or, excuse me, 27. Came, yeah, 27 he's the same age was when he came over then. Yeah. So, so, so we're 13 years with him probably. Yeah. 
so we're excited about it. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch. He's getting a lot of hype like Wander Franco did, and we know what happened there. So um, we'll see. But, yeah, he's a big deal in Japan, and he's this is more of that international hype I think Major League Baseball needs right now, and that's really good. Mm-hmm. Let's go yeah. over to uh, the Mets. Max Scherzer signs the Mets. I'm laughing at my note here. And then <laughs> ready to met his orange bed. Yeah. <laughs> so, so this is a deal that went down before the lockout, right? You Max better Scherzer explain. You better explain the 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 idiom though. It's a little phrase. So, anytime anybody in sports messes up, they refer to him as a wedding to bed, right? Well, the right. Mets do it so often, we figure we just give us give them the name that they. They get the verb. They met the bed. They met the bed. <laughs> and we're we so sorry. On a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, we should. It's so good. We should do that, actually. Uh, but it's a $130 million three-year deal. They also picked up Starling Marte um, to kind of round things out. The, they, Mr. Cohen over there is not afraid to spend big, fat change. This dude is time. throwing dollar bills at everything call, that moves. I think they call the fourth tier of the luxury tax, of the competitive balance tax, and they're calling <laughs> it the Cohen tax. The Cohen tax. <laughs> because that dude is like writing checks left and right because he That's doesn't it. care. He doesn't he just care, doesn't about care man. He's like, 50%? I don't care. What's the 50% luxury <laughs> tax? It doesn't matter. It's great. <laughs> I got the money. I beat J-Lo. Everything's good. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he cares about. Excuse me. Let me just be but, clear to anybody listening. He didn't actually physically assault J Lo. He just, <laughs> he just, he just owns the team. <laughs> and because she doesn't. For those That's who right. don't remember, J Lo and A Rod were considering putting together a group. This is the thing that's crazy to think about, Briggs, is that A Rod and J Lo, two of the absolute richest, people, I shouldn't say richest, but richest people in like celebrity dumb. They're right? wealthy together. Yes. The two of them together needed a group of several more people to try to buy the Mets. And Cohen, Steve Cohen comes in here and he's like, you want to check your cash? <laughs> like, that's how much money this guy has. To buy the team. And now he's spending money outside yeah. of what is considered even reasonable, let alone rational, to win baseball games and win them aggressively. I'm very excited. I've been talking about the Mets for months, and I am really excited to see what happens uh, because I think it's going to be good for baseball. I think he's becoming sort of this this like money gremlin, like spendthrift uh, averse. <laughs> he's not thrifty at all. He's like, I am going to do anything I have to do to win, and if I have to be the bad guy to do it, I'll do it, and I don't care about your kids. He doesn't care about your kids. He wants to bring it home. He wants to park a ship in the harbor. <laughs> a schooner. Anyway, a schooner. But no, that's so that's Sterling Marte. Real quick, that Sterling Marte deal is outstanding. He is a great hitter who is yeah. going to do great things for the Mets. Even if they just have him as their DH, like he is a scary hitter. It's, that is True. an outstanding. I am stoked for the Mets to have picked up Sterling Marte because that was one of those under the radar ones that I was like, if the Mariners bring him in, that would be pretty awesome to have that bat. But man, the Mets got him and it'll be interesting to see if they do actually met the bed this year and don't even make I don't the think they will. I don't think they're going to met the bed this year. 
And if they do it this year, they won't next year. You watch. We'll see. They got three years right. of Scherzer and one, two more years of DeGrom. Because he's already said he's going to opt out. I think it's after 2023 he's going to opt out. Yeah, two years, I think it is what it is. So, yeah, so they got to do it this year or next. A uh, couple more. Matt Chapman traded to Toronto, and the A's got everybody else that was left. Uh, <laughs> or yeah. what did you say, a whole lot of prospects, four prospects? Yeah, they got, they got four Matt prospects Chapman. back. Anybody who was left after the Josh Donaldson deal. <laughs> after the uh, deal. Yeah. After uh, the Cubs picked up everybody else last. That's, that's a scary infield, though. You've got Matt Chapman, Vlad Guerrero. Uh, you've got Bo Bichette. That's That's a good infield. Yeah, the, it really is. And, and you know what? So the Blue Jays also picked up, say, uh, not say, uh, Yusei Kikuchi. He pitched for yeah. the Mariners last year. And I thought it was so funny. A lot of people were already crowning the, the Blue Jays as AL champs, saying, oh, this team, just pencil them in the World Series. Yeah, um, sure. Kikuchi's going to be a really good pitcher for them if they go with a six-man rotation. He struggles with the five-man, just so you know, Toronto fans. So mm-hmm. beware of that. Um, but that infield, though, is unreal again. Unreal. Yeah, so, it's, it's really good. And then the Mariners good. trade for Jesse Winker and – Eugenio Suarez. Suarez. Yeah, thank you. Justin Dunn, Brandon Williamson, and Jake Fraley are gone, baby. They're gone. So I know on like like face value, this isn't a big deal, but Jesse Winker has done great things the last three or four years. He has actually hit more home runs than just about every outfielder the last four years. So he's one of those sneaky under the radar guys. I, I saw a stat. Y'all trust me on that break. Um, trusting you. <laughs> and he's also had a, be- a higher batting average than most outfielders during that time too um in his debut with the mariners i think he hit a double off the wall and drove in two runs this last week in spring training so i'm excited about jesse winker suarez a little bit more i don't know kind of him and Han on that because i'm a big abraham toro fan hmm. i was hoping to see him at third base but i think it's gonna be suarez I hate to break it to you, buddy, but it's pronounced debut, not debut. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, that's a debut. That's a debut. <laughs> it's up for debut is what it is. Okay, Nelson Cruz, lastly, Nelson Cruz is in Washington now where he will hit home runs and make jokes. As their universal DH. <laughs> that's exactly what he's going to do. Uh, this is going to save the latter part of his career. We're very excited for him. And the, uh, the dude's 42. I know. <laughs> you remember, you remember, uh, Mr. Baseball when, uh, old mustache himself went to Japan to play baseball. Yeah. Thank you. And, uh, this is what this is. He, he's as old as Tom Selleck looked in that movie. <laughs> it's like, why are you still playing baseball? <laughs> well, and he, and honestly, he's, He's as old as we all thought Crash Davis was when we first watched Bull Durham. There you go. Ooh, that's way better. Dang, you're good at this. Boy, if, if you give Brad a chance to bring up Crash Davis, you will not be disappointed. <laughs> first of all, he will. And second of all, it's always good. It's always good. <laughs> he spends a lot of time thinking about Crash Davis. Okay. So... <laughs> you're right. Um, Who's left take on the a break? break? 
Uh, no, okay. let's just finish up with who's left on the market. All right, who's left on the market? We got some pitchers and some position players. Going through pitchers first. Sergio Romo, right-hander. Brett Anderson, left-hander. Tony Watson's a left-hander. Hunter Strickland's a right-hander. Richard Rodriguez is a right-hander. And Johnny Cueto still plays baseball. He still throws with his right hand, too. That's pretty exciting. Position players, Kevin Pillar, outfielder. Jed Lowry, infielder. Tommy Pham, outfielder. And Michael Conforto, outfielder. That's who's available. That's who still wants to play baseball. And Dexter Fowler. Did you see that and see that tweet the other day? And Somebody Dexter tweeted Fowler. out the list that he, your quote tweeted with his hand up. So I haven't been signed. <laughs> there's <laughs> another couple of names. Uh, I should say there's a first name and a last name. That's why there are a couple of names that this person is still a free agent. We still don't talk about him in my house. And um, please do not sign him unless you can bring him into the ALE so that we can make him look like a fool once again. And boo him every chance we get. Didn't he retire? I saw him on a list. <laughs> Interesting. So he hasn't filed I saw him on a list. Maybe he uh, wants to be a universal DH. I don't know how that will work out for him. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you know what I'm going to do now? <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't seen more guys come out of come out of retirement. Like, I can go hit. That's right. Twice a week. <laughs> I that, agree with give you. Give the regular DH a break. But... Anyway, uh, baseball family, thanks again for joining us. We appreciate your listenership. We always do. And uh, don't forget to hop on the shop. That's 9plusus.com. Go ahead and spell it out, N-I-N-E-P-L-U-S-U-S.com. Hop on there. I've got my pirate shirt on tonight with my United We Fan hat. Brig is wearing baseball things. Which hat do you have on tonight, Brig? Yagyu. Yagyu, Houston that's right. Bears. Boom. That's right. The uh, Doosan and Doosan Bears inspired Yagyu hat. This one's in English. I have the, the one that's in Korean that's inspired by the NC Dinos. They're fantastic hats. Hop on the shop. Get yourself something nice. Um, Father Mother's Day is coming up. Both are coming up, technically, but yep. Mother's Day is very soon. Yeah. <laughs> yep, and we have lots of great stuff for men and women. It's all unisex. Very exciting. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast as well, especially if you're an Apple listener. You can go ahead and leave a rating right on the app. That helps us a lot. Helps us with the algorithm thing that the internet does with the stuff and the socials. So we're very excited to have help in that area. If you have a minute, like, subscribe, rate, and review. You can always jump on BaseballTogether.com as well, where you can leave us a voicemail, which is all very exciting. And if you keep it clean, we just might feature it on the podcast one day. The other thing you can do is leave us, uh, send us an email. You can drop us a line. We like snide remarks. Brad always likes to bring that up. He's a glutton for punishment, so that's very Love cool. It. I just want constructive feedback, and I also only want you to talk positively about the Yankees. So if you're going to comment, please do so appropriately, and uh, that is all. No, but baseball family, we are grateful to have you. We're excited that baseball is back, and we will catch you next week. Thank you.